Photon. Joy Photon. <laughs> Mike, still Mikey is all. It's, it's still funny. I don't care what you say, dude. Man, it's still funny. Every other time we FaceTime, I'm some other celebrity, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so the wife called you Rick Warren, which I don't really see. Um, I kind of got it just because when I just had the goatee, there's, there's yeah, similarities. Still. Had you had on a Hawaiian shirt, I would have said, yeah. <laughs> and some khaki shorts and some thong sandals preaching the gospel. <laughs> then I would have been like, yeah. Yeah, Rick Warren. But um, with your spiked hair that you have now, it's not really spiked. It's just up and the and the sides are shaved very, very low. Kind of like a faux hawk. Faux hawk. Yeah, and the left side is... I think that's your left side. It's got this like little, you got the little Gumby thing going right now. I don't even know. I can't tell. And uh, I straight up say, <laughs> Joy Fatone, in sync, right away. That's what you look like. All right. Happy recording day. <laughs> Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. It's all because of COVID, shaved my head. Now I get to experience all the wonderments and the festivities of growing the hair back. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, what else you got to do? It's actually contemplating how long I'm going to let it go this time. Hmm. As in what? Shoulder length? No, but like, I, you know. My the longest I've had the middle part of my hair was like pretty much ear level, or like if I swoop it to the front, I could like you know bite my hair kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm too fat to do that, so. Uh, I don't know about that, <clears throat> but I think you should right do it now. Guess I'll just rock, Joey. Rock the joy. That's what we should call this episode. <laughs> Rock the joy. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so what's going on, man? What's the word? <clears throat> I'm still painting. That's the word. Um, I'm really getting sick of my back hurting going up and down the damn ladder. How oh, you finished painting? I finished a room. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've finished several rooms up to this point, um, but I'm still not done painting. So that sucks. Well, it doesn't suck. Actually, so we just got the living room done. Well, she's doing the trim and she still has to paint the fireplace. Um, and then I'll move on to the dining room. But I've got a little bit of touch up to do in the living room. Anyway. We've got this gray color in there. It's called knitting needles for whatever stupid reason. So um, she can. I know the reason. I know the reason. The reason is so that uh, women are attracted to it. You got to have a catchy name as well as a nice color. And they can add another twenty nine ninety nine onto it. You better believe it. Bud. It's not just gray. No, it's not. It's gray with a little bit of knitting needles with it like I, I just imagine some old lady in her rocking chair farting uh, <laughs> knitting a sweater or something <laughs> like that with her cat on her lap and her 
hound dog next to her and a shotgun in the corner. Painting the picture just See, right. That's why this paint was so expensive is because look, it's telling its own story. <clears throat> if you just said you're painting your house gray, you wouldn't have all those visuals. True. True story. True story. I actually don't even know if it was an expensive paint. I'm just talking shit. Uh, it was Sherwin Williams, so yes, it was uh, quite a bit more pricey than what it needs to be. Probably by $15 a gallon, more than what it should be. <laughs> so, I remember back in the day when you used to be able to go to Home Depot and get a gallon of paint for 35 bucks. But the uh, wife doesn't want to get paint from Home Depot. She wants to get it from Sherwin-Williams right around the corner from the house. And I told her yesterday, because she, or a few days ago, she went and bought new brushes, and the brush was like $17. And I'm like, what? What? Damn. You can get the same damn, same damn brush from St. Clair Shores, Gilbert's, and get it for $6 <laughs> and some change. So I go up to Gilbert's on Sunday, and they're like, they're like uh, running the Chick-fil-A play. We're not open on Sundays. Oh. So. Gay. <laughs> I know it's not so, acceptable to say that word anymore. No. But it's growing not. up my entire life, that's what we said. And it's still funny to me. Yeah. That's what we said, too. And it is still funny to me, too. But we can still acknowledge that it's not appropriate to say. It is. But I couldn't help it. <laughs> Dude, um, I will tell you, there is a difference between yeah. paints and the price in which you pay. So, like, a lot of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've painted quite a bit in my day. And, uh... I'm actually kind of good at it for some reason. But anyway, I've used all types of paints, and I didn't think there was a difference. There totally is, man. I mean, some of those paints where it's like, you know, 90 bucks a pop, and it's like, dude, really? <laughs> but It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is that you're, you're going to use a good quality brush to cut in the ceilings and the floors, and then you're going to get, you know... A good quality roller and you're gonna roll it and it's gonna kind of like self-level on the wall as long as your walls are clean and you don't have a bunch of crap that you got to do to repair the walls obviously that's my story because <clears throat> we've got plaster walls and um, you know you take off the electrical covers and stuff like that. Uh, you know what I'm about to do a billboard rant what is the fucking deal with these idiots that paint over the outlets? <laughs> Why don't you just take the damn outlets like the off thing. and then paint? Paint the yeah. whole thing. I, I got to take my painter's tool and jam it, and I'm poking at it and slamming at it, and I'm using my other hand. I'm holding the cut the painter's tool with one hand and slamming my hand against it like a hammer for the other hand just to get the stupid thing off because it's chalk full of paint and it's, and so I'm replacing all of these electric outlets around the house because they're all painted over I can't even just reuse them and they're good quality fucking outlet covers because they're all metal so they don't have any flex to them but I can't reuse them unless I'm willing to sit there for 20 minutes at a time and fucking scrape the paint off this is stupid yeah, it's just lazy it's lazy I mean, that's bro. all it is so she's like, oh, I think they got this house professionally painted. It's such a good job. I said, you know what? I thought that too until I started painting. And then I realized no professional fucking painter in his right mind is going to paint over an outlet. He's going to take all the outlets off first and then he's going to paint. You would think. So there's, there's my rant. I hate when like... I'm not a professional <clears throat> painter. And this might be what you're talking about, but when, like, people paint over, like, the sockets, like, the power outlets, I mean. 
Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. The outlet covers. Yeah, the sockets. Ugh. So your socket is the same color as your wall. Why? It's not supposed to be. That outlet should be white, <laughs> and it should pop. You you got two colors. You got white, tan, or three colors, and you got brown. Well, we're painting the damn room gray, so therefore, or I'm sorry, knitting needles. <laughs> um. So the outlet cover should be white to match the ceiling and to match the trim. Simple, easy, done. End of story. Knuckleheads, man! I swear to God, knuckleheads. That's the best. That's that's my uh, suburban insult. Knuckleheads. I thought of a good one last night that I haven't Do heard tell. in a while, and it's mm-hmm. pretty vulgar. But Fuck have you heard cum bucket recently? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I just, I was listening to a comedian, and there's a. Uh, Oh, dude, so on our Samsung TVs that we both have, they Mm -hmm. have... Yours is just slightly bigger than mine for for now. now. But they have that... uh, Oh, I forget what it's called. Plus TV or whatever it is. You know, they they have their own, like, Samsung TV station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. It's just called Samsung TV, by the way. Well, there's um, a channel in the 1200s. I think it's like 1201, maybe. I don't remember. That's called Dry Bar, and it's just a bunch of clean comedians. Most of them suck and are not funny. But, dude, there's like every once in a while, you can find a a couple good ones on there. Like, I Mm -hmm. found this dude named Mike Paramore. Okay. You should check him out. He's he's pretty funny. Had me going. Hmm. Anyway, I think, totally clean comedy. Yeah, I think that's where I was like, man, there really is a difference when you listen to a clean comic, and they, like, they won't say shit. They'll say shoot, or they won't say hell. They'll say heck. And I'm like, I don't know, because like I looked up that Mike Paramore on YouTube after. I mean, dude, he had me rolling. And it was straight clean because it's on, you know, this TV station or whatever called Dry Bar. So everything's dry. That's in the name. So I look him up on YouTube. He did the same exact bit, but he cursed, and it was just so much better. And I'm like, why is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because you get old people that are still alive that won't, they're not kicking the bucket anytime soon. And so they uh, they like clean comedy. I get it. Well, and the clean or the clean version was funny, but I'm just sitting there and I'm like, babe, why is it so much funnier when he says motherfucker before it? <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but it's a thing. <laughs> That's awesome. So honestly, uh, I have heard of dry bar comedy, and actually, there's a page on Facebook. Yeah. So you can see all those clean comics, the dry bar on Facebook, and I, I like a lot of them. I thought you know, but they are they're not all super clean. So yeah, you know who else is not clean, but is an amazing comic, Jim Jeffries. <laughs> I just watched his special, his new one. Yeah, he's hilarious. I, I love that guy. Uh, no, but I'm talking about Bob Saget. Oh. <laughs> have you ever listened to his stand-up? I have. He is off oh. the chain with the vulgarity, man. It, he is so vulgar. It's so bad. Like, he started one of his specials. Um, he started off saying, well, if you came to see uh, 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 Full House's dad, you're at the wrong fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only seen. Yeah, that's the way he starts. I've off. only seen one of his shows so far, but he reminded me of that one dude who smokes and drinks whiskey on stage. You know who I'm talking about? He's older. Ron yes. White. He kind of yeah, reminds me of him, but a different version, obviously. He's the best, dude. I love Ron White. He's 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 probably one of my favorite <clears throat> comedians right now. Uh, or has been 
I, I haven't seen anything from him in a while. I think he was doing a residency in uh, at the Mirage in Vegas. Um, the dude is amazing, dude. He's just funny, just naturally funny, and he has his own tequila as well, which is nice. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Diversify. That's what you got to do when you get that money, bro. Man, he's got a shit ton of it. That's for sure. So he tells the stories about, you know, him traveling with the uh, (laughs) blue comedy, blue collar comedy Mm -hmm. tour. He talks about uh, traveling with those guys and he's just the worst one out of all of them. He's like, I don't even know why they picked me to be part of it. He's like, you got the one guy, Jeff Foxworthy is his name. You know, he's huge in the South. His redneck jokes, hilarious. He's super clean, though. Family-friendly guy. And then you got... Might uh, be a redneck if. Yeah. 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 You're kissing your your cousin on the tractor (laughs) behind the hay bale. (laughs) Hey, he's funny, man. (laughs) He is hilarious. And you got Bill Ingvall, who's also pretty clean, but a little dirtier. And then you got, what's the other guy's name with the cutoff? Oh, from Florida? Yeah. He plays yeah, Mater. What is his name? In the- yeah, he's Mater. Oh, my God. What is his name? Oh, it's going to bug me now. The Prez is yelling at us right now, by the way. Larry the Cable Guy. That's it. Layer the cable guys clean too, but hilarious. And, and, and at one point in time, he was the highest paid comedian. Hmm. Can you believe that? Like he's selling out arenas, man. They're fifty million dollars to to do a venue. They'd pay that guy, and he'd pack it out night after night after night, show after show. Dude was amazing. I'm not gonna lie, man. I haven't like watched his stuff in a while. But honestly, I think I probably enjoy that more than like Kevin Hart. Because mm. I think Kevin Hart's pretty funny, but I don't know. Like the last few, it's kind of like, eh. Well, yeah, because Kevin Hart is at he's this too point, out of touch. He is, with like he he's the highest paid comedian right <clears throat> now on the road. Period. The dude is he's larger than life right now. Yeah, uh, I just and because of that, he's no longer funny. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that's there. I don't know. It's just yeah. like a, I don't know. Nope, nope. I don't think he's all that. No, he's not as funny as he used to be. That's for sure. Now it's like his last or special before last. He was like, he had this bit about having to take out the trash, and the trash is at the end of his driveway. But his house is so big, it takes like 10 minutes to take out the drive. You know, and he shows this picture <laughs> of his gigantic house and the long driveway to get to the private gate to get into his house, to get to his mansion. And how uh, he was scared of getting attacked by uh, raccoons or something like that. It was a funny bit. It was okay, but it was like, dude... I, I, I don't want to look at your house. I don't care how big your house is. Just be funny. He couldn't. He had to brag. And that just pretty much turned me off from that point on. So Can't wait for for Bill Burr to put some stuff out, man. That's why we keep listening to his podcast, right? I mean, the dude is... He's the king of the rants. (laughs) He's the king. Yeah, I do. Man, I haven't been listening to podcasts recently. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. I mean, what's up with life in general? I mean, we haven't talked about that in a minute, but like, (laughs) you know, we're like so far into this COVID shit that it's like, dude, yesterday the wife and I went out and, uh, we found a place that had like outside seating and luckily we went at a time when it was like just us. So went there, had some lunch, a couple drinks, 
It's a cool brewery, so if you ever come, we'll have to go. Yes. And then we decided just to drive around and see what's going on, you know, like places are opening up and blah, blah, blah. We don't like, we're just getting tired of sitting in this apartment, seeing the same shit every day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, yeah, we could be vegetables, lay on the couch and watch alone. But like, let's go be outside. It's kind of nice. Let's see what's happening, you know? So we found this other brewery, and same thing, outside seating, barely anyone was there, <clears throat> which this is a college university town, so it's pretty much just old people there right now anyway. And uh, yeah. so yeah, dude, it was super chill. We sat in the shade, had some beer, like beers, and just hung out outside, and it was such a, like a refreshing thing, and I'm like, ugh. But everywhere, got to wear a mask, especially if you're indoors. Obviously, if you're eating, you take your mask off for that. But then, like, walking around, you got to wear your mask. Everywhere has little hand sanity stations, so you're constantly hand sanitizing. People, sure. like, avo like, go out of their way to walk around people, you know, and it's just like, can you imagine, like, this is what life is now? I mean, is it yeah. ever going to be the same? I don't know at this point, you know? Yeah. But yeah. It, it was so, like, nice to just get out, even though it's a different thing and you always have in the back of your head, like, am I going to get COVID because I want to sit outside and drink a beer in 70-degree weather? <laughs> but hmm. I don't know, man. What do you think, dude? Like, Yeah, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Um, I think Japan had it right for a very, very long time. Asia, uh, all over. But specifically in Japan, they're used to wearing masks all the time. Also in China, but... I mean, obviously they had a big, you know, is issue, right? Um, but in Japan, their numbers were very, very low. And uh, even though they had a spike, it was a very small spike. Um, and their numbers dropped right back down again after the spike, they never actually shut down in Japan because everybody was <laughs> already used to wearing life. masks. It was just normal life for them. You know, just, it's a, it's like a courtesy thing for their culture. You know, if you're sick or if you have been sick or you're showing some signs of anything, you wear a mask so that you don't spread. Um, you know, which I think is seriously considerate. A very polite portion of their culture. Um, and I think that the U.S. is going to end up being that way. Um, the air quotes, uh, new norm, if you will. It's going to be wearing a mask and just toughen it out. Um, and I think that if everybody does it, there's a good chance this shit can be over, you know, by, you know, next summer. I don't think it's going to happen anytime before then, to be honest with you. I mean, don't get your news from me. I'm an idiot. But well, sure. <laughs> I'm saying I think it's going to be this way at least for another year. Um, yeah. I mean, and who knows? Who knows if it'll ever go back to what we thought was normal then? Or not sure. what we thought was normal, but what was normal. Dude, have you heard this thing yet um, on the iPhone where it can um, help track IDs? If so, <clears throat> my mom was texting me and she's like, make sure you turn it off. This is creepy. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I looked into it and did some reading and it's actually a cool thing um, where if you go to your settings on your phone, go into privacy, go into health, there's a COVID-19 uh, tracker thing so from what I understand from reading on it is if I get COVID I have to use a third party approved app but then once I do that I can turn this COVID tracker thingy on in my phone so that it uses Bluetooth so like if I go to the store it's gonna track the 
other people's Bluetooth phones around me, whether it's Android or Apple or whatever, that way, you know, I guess it can like be like, hey, you should get tested because you're around this person who had COVID. Um, and I kind of want to do some more reading on it just to figure out why that matters other than the obvious reasons, but I think it could be a kind of cool thing. It's just the only thing is dependent on you turning it on. So Yeah, so I, I just looked it up. I'm on my iPhone right now <laughs> under privacy and health, COVID-19 exposure logging. I didn't know that this was a new thing. It says when enabled, the iPhone can exchange random IDs with other devices using Bluetooth. <laughs> Bluetooth. This enables an app to notify you if you may have been exposed to COVID-19. Exposure logging cannot access any data in or add any data to the health app. It's very interesting. So yeah, it would require a secondary app to do the communication, to communicate to you, that is. But um, that's very interesting, dude. I like it. Yeah, apparently uh, Apple and Google are working on ways to kind of help track uh, infection, I guess, rates or what is that called? Uh, I want to say vicinities, but that's not where I'm going you know what I'm trying to say yeah <clears throat> like oh Walmart a lot of people are using the app there well then more people maybe are getting it at Walmart than <laughs> Kroger or yeah. I don't know hmm. anyway kind of interesting and it's one of those things that was in a obviously the last update for iOS that I'm sure they did tell you, you just, like me, didn't read what the update included. <laughs> and yeah. then everyone's like, Apple did this without saying anything. And it's like, well, like, do you yeah, read the terms no. and conditions? Because I never don't. read it. You just <laughs> accept. Exactly. Mm. Speaking of which, so I, I said already on the podcast that my mom is in town. And, um, you know, she was willing to do a two-week quarantine because coming from Phoenix, Arizona is a super hot spot right now, right? Their numbers have spiked like crazy. Part of the reason is that they didn't, they didn't really shut down as much as many other places or for as long. Um, and, you know, their numbers were pretty low in the beginning, so I get it. Uh, the, the risk versus reward ratio, I think, applies. Um... Either way, they are uh, having a spike right now. Actually, this is my mom calling right now. <laughs> um. So they're having a spike, but does oh, that so, mean so mom's in town? Yep. Like from outside so, of the state, or? Oh, I'm just saying, you know, there, there's a spike in the state. So uh, I don't know if it's been because people coming in or just people just congregating, herd immunity type of deal. I don't know. Um, but because of um, because of that, you know, she's like, you know, I, I said, you know, I picked her up last week, Sunday, and I'm like, you know, hey. Um, you know, get your stuff together, whatever. Or if you want, you can come over to the house, see Max, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was like, well, I think I should quarantine. I said, all right, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Be safer than sorry, right? Um, but, you know, that's a two-week quarantine. I'm like, well, and in my mind, I'm like, dude, this is like dumb, right? Like, you, you've, you've basically been in quarantine <laughs> in Phoenix, already like yeah you got on a plane or whatever but you were required to wear a mask there's a good chance that you don't have anything but okay precautions i understand fine well by friday i'm just like well this is stupid because i'm coming to you 
you know, I'm hanging out with you. And if you have it, that means I'm exposed and I'm going home to my wife and son, <laughs> you know, so exposure is exposure, right? Um, so I said, how about, you know, I told her Wednesday or Thursday, I said, how about, you know, we go get a test. You get tested. If you don't have it, then fine. You can come around and come over sooner than two weeks, right? That makes sense, yeah. right? As long as the test doesn't take two weeks anyway. <laughs> right. The test only takes 48 hours. Oh, nice. So um, I pick her up, take her to the to the uh, clinic or whatever, and, I, and I'm like, well, hell, if you're getting one, I might as well get another one too. So uh, we both got tested, got the nasal swab that touches our brain, you know. Mm-hmm. We're crying for two hours afterwards. Uh, and then we got the antibody test done. And so both of us got our results today. Uh, negative for COVID and also negative for antibodies. So you don't have it, I don't know, man. nor have you ever had it. Yeah, and I'm kind of bummed about that. <laughs> I was hoping that... I was honestly hoping that I had the antibodies. You know, I've got a nice, strong immune system. I'm generally pretty healthy besides all the drinking and cigars. You know, which isn't like every day, right? So I was hoping that, you know, like maybe because I I remember like we've both said it. I think I've had it before. I think I've had it because this one time at band camp, I was really sick. So yeah, negative on both fronts. She's negative, so I'm gonna pick her up today and bring her over here. We're gonna hang out for a little bit. Um, I haven't yeah. had the test, but yesterday the antibody test, huh? The antibody test. I haven't had either. Really? Yeah. Wow. But we did see a long line of people. <clears throat> in this one town yesterday and at first I was like what are all these cars doing and then I saw the doctors or nurses or whatever they were in their suits and going car to car stabbing people <laughs> stabbing people mom says hi by the way what up moms um, well that's good though I mean I know you wanted to have had it and survived and not known that you had it so that you had the antibody, but (laughs) at least you don't have it. Plus, I mean, you know, she has peace of mind now, too, that because I I can I mean, I can understand, you know, traveling in public places like on planes and stuff. I mean, who knows, you know? Plus, there's these stupid people who still continue to wear their mask under their nose. And I'm like, I don't under... Like, are you just doing that so you can get in the store? <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, It's not just a mouth thing. I don't know. Right. Right. Well, so apparently, like, if you've had this, like, there are um, some studies that are showing even after you've beaten it there are long lasting effects on your heart and on your lungs. Like there's scarring in both. Hmm. And people that have had it, that have had very adverse effects from it, um, even after the virus is gone, though the antibodies may be there, um, they're they're still (laughs) struggle with, (laughs) still struggle with shortness of breath and their taste and smell is still affected um it lingers for quite a long time after you've beaten the virus so it's like a month later you're done um you still can't smell or taste anything and that sucks you know i i want to be part of that camp that says you know i've had it but 
didn't notice anything different, so I was asymptomatic. But, hey, people that want to see Sasquatch want to see it from their cars. <laughs> and not while camping. So, everybody's not so lucky. But I would think that the majority are. I mean, there's a lot of people that have, that have the antibodies that had zero effects at all. Completely asymptomatic. And I think that number is a, is a lot larger than uh, those that have adverse effects. So... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked at stats in a while. Kind of, I don't know. It's just like, dude, shit's going to get worse before it gets better. And now is the time that it's getting worse, you know? Stuff's opening up. People are being stupid about it. I mean, if you're going to go out and you want to experience life again, you know, like I was saying earlier, we did it. We did it safe. We took precautions. We chose not to go to certain places because of how they were conducting their business and, you know. <clears throat> but, I don't know where I was going with that now. I don't know I think either. just the but... spike of everything, you know. And now that schools are opening up again, it's like, dang. <laughs> and this yeah. whole thing of like, you have younger kids, I mean, elementary, preschool, like first grade, third grade, hell, even like high schoolers, you think they're going to wear masks all day? I know it's rough, bro. But it is rough. What do you do? You know? Yeah, you just got to suck it up and deal with it, right? To protect everybody else. Here, here's the thing, though, the, the new thing that we haven't talked about. I guess the first part we talked about, I, I really, really hope to God that, you know, the okay, let me start over again. The frustrating thing for me is that we're not talking about health and nutrition, right? We're not talking about uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin B, you know, the necessity to get those in your diet, because 80% of the people that were in uh, you know, intensive care for this COVID, 80% of them had a vitamin D deficiency. It's, it's being studied more and more and more. And they're, they're coming out with these results saying vitamin D, you know, when you have a, a healthy diet, a healthy exercise, taking care of yourself the way that you should, um, the effects are mitigated dramatically. Um, but more than that, I just looked it up because I wanted to have the, the, the numbers. So right now, we're at about 150,000 deaths from COVID. In the U.S.? In, in the U.S., yeah. You, let, me, let, me, uh, let me get that number exact. Year to date, 170,000 deaths. Sorry. So we're up to 170,000 deaths, and we're over halfway done with the year, right? And this shit's been around since January. Quarantine has been around since March. You know, COVID's been fucking people up since January, at least. Um, so we're over half the year over, and we're at 170,000 deaths. I just looked up the number for another death rate that nobody's talking about. But it affects COVID a lot. About 443,000 Americans die from tobacco every year. Hmm. Specifically, cigarette tobacco. Of course, we know cigarettes are different from cigars. They have a whole lot of chemicals and shit in it like that. You know, just tobacco isn't killing people. It's the, all the shit that's in cigarettes that are killing people, right? 443,000 Americans are dying a year on average. That's a lot of people, bro. Yeah. And the deaths from sugar, I would argue, is probably just as high. People that are diabetic, people that have illnesses related to sugar that they eat, they're making a willful choice to, uh, to consume sugar, and it's killing them. But cigarettes, 
That's 1,300 deaths a day. Damn. COVID ain't touching. <laughs> COVID isn't touching cigarettes right now. That's one in five deaths a day are from cigarettes. That's a lot, bro. Yeah. Show is. I mean, you're talking almost a half a million people a year that die just from consuming cigarettes or from secondhand smoke. Because you get a lot of those, a lot of deaths happen from secondhand smoke as yeah. well. So, according to this number, I'm looking it up right now. It's 400, uh, another website says 480,000 deaths uh. per year in the U.S. With more than 41,000 deaths from secondhand smoke exposure. Hmm. It's bad, bro. But COVID's a pandemic. COVID is a pandemic. Cigarettes have been killing a half a million people a year for a very long time. A very, very long time. Yeah. But that's, that's not a pandemic. It is interesting, isn't so, it? I think it's interesting. I'm not downplaying COVID or saying that COVID isn't a really bad issue because it is. Um, but you ain't got nothing on smoking. Yeah, that's just one thing. So, it's just one thing. Yeah, just one thing. So uh, this stuff is frustrating to me, bro. I'll wear a mask and I'll social distance. You know, we got our chairs on the patio. We got them separated six feet apart. So if we have company, you can sit on your side. We can sit on our side. We don't have to wear a mask because we're over six feet apart. And we're good. But it's rough, bro. I'm having a hard time with it. I'm like you. I'm, I'm sick of sitting at home. Yeah. Well, so, and then it's kind of like, you know, I think I mentioned on here, we work with someone sometimes who <clears throat> isn't, uh, this person's immune system is not compromised, but someone they love and are close to is. So this person's nervous to get it, not for themselves, but because of who she could potentially infect and then go south and they die. You know, obviously that would, <laughs> that would be shitty all the way around. So, I mean, I get, I get those scenarios, and here comes my butt. But for me personally, I'm not like, I don't want to get this virus just because I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get a head cold. I hate having allergies. I don't want that, but I don't fear for my life. If I get COVID personally, I'm pretty sure I'm healthy enough that, you know, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to live. I don't really think I'm going to die. So, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't want to say I'm okay with taking risks going out so much. I guess I'm just a little more okay with, hey, let's go out, you know, Saturday night and go to a bar, sit outside, stay away from people as much as we can. But I'm going to be okay, you know, because if I sit in this apartment all weekend, I'm going to fucking murder somebody <laughs> because yeah, good God, something needs to change. I don't know. I just don't, I don't really know where I stand, I guess, fully with still shelter in place or start to venture out and try things again, you know? And I think it's hard. Yeah. I think it's challenging for a lot of people, especially with this whole back to school thing. If you have kids that go to school, like, I mean, you're forced to now decide if you're going to let your kid go to school or not. <laughs> and they need education. Granted, some places their education probably sucks, 
But that's a whole other thing. I don't know. It's just, you know, stuff's going to start happening and we're still not going to have the, you know, uh, antivirus or whatever. God knows why or if we have it now and no one's, I don't know. Who knows? But like, we're also coming up into flu season. So I've been hearing a lot about, you know, oh, not only do we have to worry about COVID, but now we have to worry about the flu. It's just like, I don't ever worry about the flu, though. <laughs> Why do I need to worry about yeah. COVID? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know. And it's tough because, you know, if I get it and I'm okay, I don't want to give it to somebody else. And then they die or suffer or don't have smell for months on end or, you know, I don't want to do that. That's not responsible. I get that. I would feel bad knowing that I infected someone else and then their life got fucked up. I mean, that would be horrible, but is it inevitable? Maybe. I mean, how many times have you had the flu and you went to go get medicine at a CVS? You don't know who you got or gave the flu. You don't know if they died because of it. Sure. You don't know. I mean... I think that this is really, you know, it really is forcing us to be a little bit more cognizant of our behaviors, which is good. Because, you know, I mean, you've got people that have studied germs their entire careers, right? Entire adult life. They're fascinated with it. And they take all the precautions necessary to keep themselves healthy. And we've been warned about these things ahead of time and ignored them. Just because of that philosophy, right? No, you got the flu. You know, uh, yeah, it kills people, but you know, you're not thinking about whether or not you're the person that actually gave that person who died that flu. You don't know. Um, and and I think you know, I know at Tata Motors where I work, the um, you know, for years, it was very frowned upon for you to take a sick day. <laughs> so, like, if you left on a Friday and you were fine, you got sick or came down with something over the weekend and you wanted to take Monday off so that you can rest a little bit more. They're going to talk about you in the office. Oh, yeah, he's got the brown bag flu. That's why he's not coming in on Monday. <laughs> They're going to talk about you. It's going to go around the office at so-and-so that you're out and that, uh, you know, you're probably bullshitting because you've got the sniffles or something like that. Um, that was the culture for years until this happened. So, you know, I mean, I, I had a boss years ago that actually said, if you... If you call me on Monday morning and say that you're sick, I'm going to, uh, I'll let you stay home. It's not a big deal. You got sick days, you go ahead and use your sick day. But I'm telling you, in my mind, I believe that you probably just got the brown bag flu. You partied a little too hard on Sunday and you can't come to work on, on, on Monday. He said, but if you call off on Tuesday too, then I really believe that you got something. You probably do have a bug and you need to stay home because the important thing is not to spread it around the office and, and make everybody else sick. So it's like, okay, you're saying this from your mouth, you old fart. You're saying this from your <laughs> mouth. You don't believe me if I only take one day off, but if I take two days off, you believe me. Well, fine. From here on out, if I'm sick on a Monday, I'm also sick on Tuesday, even if I feel fine. Sure. I'll play your game. I'll play your corporate America fucking game. Because I don't want to get penalized because I'm sick. And I don't want to be, you know, the laughing stock of the office because I'm sick. That is a fucked up culture. But now since COVID, they're like, shit, you got the sniffles. You stay your ass <laughs> at home. You know, hey, you whatever. Stay home. Because I don't want to get sick. You know, my current boss, she's been really, really good. 
She's like, I don't I don't care. You need to take a day off. You take a day off. You take two days off. Just don't get me sick. I got kids and I don't want to get my kids sick. And many of us have kids. We don't want to take this shit home. But the fact is, is that there's a good chance that if you have kids, you get sick because your kids went to school and they brought something home to you. Yeah, that's what happens a lot of times. So. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, so and so's kid is sick. Um, let's stay away from him for a while. Because there's a good chance that he's going to be calling in soon saying that he's sick. Because his kids are sick right now. So. The culture has to change, I guess is my point. It has to. Because uh, this stuff is a lot more serious than what. Possibly. It's a lot more serious than what we think. So, I'd rather be on the safe side than on the this is bullshit side. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. Because <clears throat> I don't know shit. I just know what I see in on the TV and what I read in articles. Yep. And that's got to be enough. You know, the fact is that when it hits your household or hits someone that you love, it becomes more real. You know, my brother got sick and he was in bad, bad shape, very bad shape. Hospitalized three times with COVID. It's serious to me in that, you know, I could have lost my brother and I'm glad I didn't. But this really affected him very bad. And he's two years older than me. And relatively healthy. I mean, he's in the Navy. <laughs> For crying out loud, I mean, he's, he's, he's healthy. <laughs> he eats good. He makes good money. He, he works with the government. He's, he's got a great career. He has to do PT. He has, he's got to stay fit for his job. You know, he's on a boat six months out of the year, or was. He doesn't do it anymore, but... He was on a boat for six times a year or six months out of the year. Rarely saw him. Uh, yeah. It sucked. We were all, our whole family was very, very worried. And it became very real very quickly. So, do what you got to do to protect yourself and protect the ones you love, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to change the subject. So we talked the other day, and I told you that I, we might have a ghost in the house. You did. <laughs> so I, I come home. I put my gun away. I come back downstairs. Wife says to me, oh, by the way, I'm not going back in the basement because I heard this very loud noise down there. Sound like something fell and it was loud. So I don't know if something actually just fell or if there's somebody in the basement. I wasn't paying too close attention. So I'm not going back downstairs until you go check it out. I go downstairs. I didn't see anything in the basement out of the ordinary, right? I, I walk in my office. There's nobody in the office. I turn on all the lights. I'm looking in the closets. No, nobody in the closets. I'm looking around the, the backside of the furnace. Nothing. Everything is still on the walls. So um, I said, hey, babe, there's nothing wrong downstairs. You can go down there. She's like, all right. We put Max down. <laughs> we <laughs> were downstairs eating pizza, hanging out. And all of a sudden, we hear something in Max's room go, boom, something falls. And... uh so I go upstairs. We both run upstairs. And I was like, well, wait. So we check out all the rooms. That's not Max's room. We check out all the rooms upstairs. Everything is still intact. Nothing's off the walls. Pull up the cameras on our phones. And Max's room looks perfectly clean. There's no issues. So it was just the noise. We didn't hear anything. We couldn't see on the cameras that anything was wrong. And so she's just like, this is fucked up. <laughs> this is the second time now we hear something fall 
some noise. She was like, I, I can't take this. I can't take this. This is too much. And I'm like, well, just calm down, you know. It could have been something, whatever. Something could have fell in his closet. You know, you just never know. It could have been something simple. Well, in the middle of the night, he wakes up and he's screaming bloody murder. I was like, ah, shit. Okay, what's going on in his bedroom now? Look at the cameras. Nothing wrong. He's just screaming. All his pacifiers are out of the bed. And he's looking for a pacifier, can't find one. And so he's screaming like crazy. So we line up pacifiers on the back of his bed. So what he'll do is he'll have one in his mouth. He'll spit it down his, his, uh, he'll spit it out. It'll go into a sleep sack and it'll work its way all the way down to his feet. And he'll be chewing on his sleep sack. (laughs) He'll fall asleep again. Then he'll get up and he'll reach for his pacifier. It won't be there. So he knows where the other three are. He'll grab one, pop it in his mouth, roll over, fall back to sleep. Okay? Very smart kid. The the hard part, though, is like when he is stirring so much, just rolling from side to side, he'll knock the other pacifiers out of his bed. So that's what happened. He's completely out of pacifiers. She goes into his room, grabs a pacifier off the floor, pops it in his mouth. He goes right back to sleep. She turns around, looks behind her. There's a picture on the wall, there was on the wall, of an elephant. Mm-hmm. And it says, Maximus, born this day. It fell. It fell off the wall. That's not creepy. The reason why it fell off the wall is because when she hung it there, she didn't hang it on a screw. <laughs> so, you know, when, you, <laughs> when you're hanging stuff on the wall... You have those wall anchors that you can pop in so that you can put a screw inside the wall anchor when you don't have a stud there. So if you're going to lay, if you're going to hang something heavy on the wall, you want to make sure you use a wall anchor and then put the screw inside of the wall anchor and then hang whatever you want on that screw. Well, she hung the picture on the wall anchor and not, and didn't put a screw in there. And it's been there for a few weeks, but I think just like, Closing the door off and on, you know, every single day, several times a day. Finally had it enough. creeping off. It finally had enough and it just fell down. So that's what the second noise was. So two noises. There's no ghost. There's no demons in the house or anything like that. Don't want no monsters in my house tonight. Remember Carmen? Oh. No. What? <laughs> I don't remember that I song. I know G no. does. She Italian. She got to know Carmen. She knows Carmen. I know who Carmen is. I don't remember that song. I'm not proud that I know who Carmen <laughs> is. I just don't remember that song. So the noise in the basement, we figured it out this morning. So we're coming downstairs looking for the paintbrushes. I had set the paintbrushes, two paintbrushes that, that she cleaned out. Actually, she, she set them on the edge of the washer tub. And so as you do laundry and that big hose uh, starts and it's right next to the washer, the washer just bangs against it, bangs against the tub. Mm -hmm. What eventually happened is that the, uh, the paintbrushes fell inside the tub and that was the noise that she heard in the basement. Solved. Mystery solved. It took some professional investigative skill set, but... Best part of that story is how it started. Oh, by the way, babe, (laughs) there might be someone in the basement, so I'm not going down there. (laughs) Yeah. What? I literally said to her, oh, I just put my gun away. (laughs) Thanks. You know, it's like, shit, if there's somebody in the basement... Why are you still in the house? Why didn't you call me sooner? Plus, how are they going to get in the basement? You don't have any windows open. No, but, you know, the doors are open. Like, it's been nice out. <clears throat> so, you know, the front door was open. The side door was open. The back door was open. You know, 
they could have crept in while she was taking a shit or something. You never know. So, yeah, no ghosts. I think we're good. That's good news. Not yep. that I thought you Very had good ghosts, news. but whatever. I didn't think I had ghosts either, but we did have two unexplained noises for a little bit. So, oh yeah. It's all good. All right, Joy Fatone. Dude, I'm looking up this song. I'm totally going to put it in this episode. Ah, uh, damn. All right, so while you do that, let's put a bow on it. You got something else? Anything else? No, I'm good. We can wrap it up. All right, cool. All right, folks. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Your attention means the world to us. So uh, check us out at unchurchpodcast.show. And if you, wherever you're listening to this, you can look at our show notes and get our email and twitter and instagram follow us like and share us and uh we love you a long time for so long we love you all right peace but when i felt an evil spirit that was it i knew right then exactly what to do I took authority in Christ. All fear flew away. I stood bold as a lion and ran it off when it heard me say, Don't want no monsters in my house tonight. Don't want no monsters in my house. You won't get me screaming. You're nothing but a demon.